Hallelujah. I want to thank God for that. I want to share my word from the book of Genesis, chapter 26. Very important. Let me read from the verse 1. He said, Now there was a famine in the land. Beside the earlier famine of Abraham's time, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you. And will bless you. For you, for to you and your descendant, I will give all this land and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendant as numerous, as numerous as the stars in the sky. I will give them all this land. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Because Abraham, because what? Abraham did what? Obeyed me and kept my requirements, my commandment, my decrees, and my laws. There's a reason why God blesses people. He doesn't just bless people. He blesses people for a reason. The same way, there are reasons why Satan can curse you. If there's no door, he can't curse you. This scripture tells us that there was a famine. And this is not the only time famine and crisis had come. The Bible says that it is beside the earlier famine of Abraham's time. It means that what happened to Abraham is also happening to Isaac. But there were two approaches. The Abraham one, Abraham moved to where? Egypt. There are times there's a natural way you must solve the problem. And there are times there are spiritual ways you must solve the problem. So the natural and the spiritual, when they combine together, you get the best result in life. But man is both natural and spiritual. 
He was made out of a natural ground, uh, natural things. He took the things of this earth, God took the things of this earth, molded man, and put the real him, his spirit, in man. And man became a living soul. And because of that, man begins to operate in two levels. The level of the spiritual and the level of the physical. You need both to be able to exist on this earth. I hope you're getting me. But when he came, Abraham moved to where? Egypt. God did not stop Abraham because there was food there. There was, you could find opportunity there. There was jobs there which you can get. So why do you sit at a place where you can't get a job? The same situation happened to Isaac. And Isaac then said, I'm going to take the same method my father took. God said, no, Isaac. I'm going to show myself in a certain way. Not the way I dealt with Abraham, but in a special way so that you can know me. Abraham is my friend. Abraham knows me very well. But you, Isaac, have not known me. So I have to show myself to you in a certain way where your faith can be deepened. She said, don't go to Egypt. The first thing that I said, the Lord appeared to what? To him and said, I said the other time that revelation is very important. For you to be fruitful, you need revelation, one of God and two of what to do. The Lord appeared to him. For me, this is a key. No matter in what condition which you are in, what you need is the appearance of God to you. Every man can come to you. They don't possess the answer. It is God who possesses the answer to your problem and your situation. So what God did was that God then appeared to Isaac. And that is when the problem was solved. He appeared to him. But when God appears to you, he does not just show himself, but he also speaks and gives directions. And look at what the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. This one is God who said it to. It is not any man. Do not go down to Egypt. Sometimes people tell us different things. So I have been telling you, do not vaccinate. Is it God who is telling you? Why are you there afraid? You get what I'm saying? Until God speaks to you, I don't see why you should take up theories 
and other things of people. Do not do what? Go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. The most important thing is being where God wants you to be. The most secure thing in life is being where God expects you to be. When you are where God wants you to be, there is no panic, there is no fear, there is no, if somebody is prospering, it doesn't, you don't care. Because that is not where you ought to be. Where you ought to be is where you are. Be in the presence of God or where God wants you to be is more satisfying than any other thing. And that is what I pray that each one, if, I pray, if there's any prayer you want to pray, pray that God let me know my position, where I ought to be. Once you get to know where you ought to be, there is nothing that can overcome you. Because you know you are in the midst and in the center of the will of God. And when you are in the center of the will of God, you have no option but to prosper. Say, look, my will for Abraham is to go to Egypt. Why do you say God's will is that? He didn't say. God didn't speak to Abraham. Why do you say it's his will? That is his will. If it was not his will, he will stop. Most of the time, the way God speaks, he does not even speak, he put a red light. And what does red light mean? When you are driving, some of you don't know. I'm the first driver that brought me to Accra here. He has never seen traffic light before. And he has no knowledge about traffic light. In the early 70s, it was coming, there was one at, uh, there used to be only few traffic lights in Ghana. Getting to uh, the one that crossed to Christ Temple and that goes to town uh, from Circle. He got there and he saw light and there was on town. The first place we went, we saw a light, red light, because I think train was coming and there's a, some red light. The guy passed, boom. But I did. I was a boy scout. I did some sign and other things. So I knew red means this, green means this. We were taught. So he asked, Why did you pass? He said, Oh, I saw the red light. It means danger, go fast. <laughs> Interpretation you put to tense. <laughs> Can either land you into trouble? God might have shown you. The sign, but what kind of interpretation did you put to it? Some of us, we dream, and we put wrong interpretation to those dreams and destroy ourselves. So it's not enough to see a sign. 
It is also to understand the meaning of the sign. So sometimes when there's no sign, what God speaks is that he gives you freedom of heart to move. So people move and they're doing things and they haven't heard anything, but they are doing it and they are succeeding. It is God's will for them. If God wants them to stop, he will stop them at the point. So whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it until God stops you. To some of us, we stay and pray even when we want to a job. We sit in a room. Remember, there are no jobs in rooms. Keep on trying. If you get some people go, Pastor, I've, I've got this job. Shall I go? I say, go. If it's not it, you will stop it. <laughs> because it's not a prison that you are entering. You are not doing anything. Enter into it. If you get to a point and you realize it's not it and you God will open the real door for you. Sometimes it's not even the door. But it is a way to the door. Sometimes the one that will connect you is that place that you will meet the person. While you are in the room, how can you meet the person to connect you to what you have to go do? So the way God leads us is different to the way we think. I hope you are getting me. A prophet is talking to you. Because I didn't say that, say the Lord. God will always guide our interests. So, he spoke to Isaac. Don't move. Stay here. For where I am going to give you all this. And you see this man. Sometimes God speaks and you look at it. You imagine it. Can it be true? I am hungry. I've come to a city with my wife. <laughs> you know, he went there this with a wife. And the wife too is very beautiful. And he said, he said look, the way you're beautiful, this people, if I say you're my wife, they'll kill me. I will die and they will marry you. For me to die, for someone to marry you, say I am your brother. <laughs> that is a human wisdom. So they went to the town. They asked Abraham, who is this? Oh, that's my sister. So okay. That's half truth. <laughs> So now you can take a truth and turn it. Then the king tried to take. He said, if your sister, the lady is beautiful. So I want the lady. And it took God because Isaac was in the center of the will of God. There is no way any man can take his wife from him. Why will God ask you to stay at a place and allow you to lose your wife? It is impossible. God himself said, hey, 
he appeared to Abimelech and said, Abimelech, you are a dead man. <laughs> you are a dead man. He said, why? He said, this man's wife never touched. I don't know how it happened. Maybe he went to the room and before he realized he slept before the woman came. I had a dream. Normally a man who has seen a beautiful woman like that will never close his eyes. But sleep fell upon him. He had a dream. God appeared to him and gave him strong warning. Abimelech realize that I cannot take this man's wife. He said, so he's your wife. So he saw one day and this guy was behaving in a certain way. He said, ah, but you say, uh, it's your sister, look at what you're doing. And he said, okay. God protected Isaac who is not strong in that place, who was vulnerable in that place, God became his strength, his protector, and everything. Then, God showed him what to do. The famine became very great. And it was so great that even the rich people were becoming poorer. And God showed him. He said, this is my method. I have sent you there. I knew there is famine there. I know this place, nothing is working, but I have brought you here so that you can make things work here. Some of us will be put at places when things are not, where things are not working to make things work. He said, God, how am I going to do it? He said, your father Abraham showed you what to do. He's a man that knows how to sow seed and depend upon God. A man who will always depend on God for everything. So, he said, if I can depend on you, God, then the seed I can sow it. If you cannot depend on God, it's difficult to release. But when you're releasing, you're thinking about the mathematics. But when you're thinking about God, you know what is leaving my hand is going to Jehovah God. And nothing in the hands of Jehovah God will die. So the Bible said that year he saw that it was an opportunity. Sometimes when there are crises, trouble, in fact, when there's trouble all over, there are also opportunities and money waiting for people. In the midst of crisis, there are also great and big the opportunities are as bigger as the problem. 
It is only the eye of God that can see where the opportunities are. With this COVID, I know some people can make billions of dollars. Why some say our business are collapsing? Some people's business are moving up. So, the Bible said that year, when things were difficult, he sold what? And Isaac sold in that land and reaped where? In the same year, a hundredfold. And the Lord did what? Bless him. Why did the Lord bless him? That is fruitfulness in the midst of famine. The first thing you must realize, or you must know, is that your source should be God. Isaac's source was God. When your source is the Lord, you will know wherever you step, God blesses the place. Whatever you sow, God blesses that area. So he knew his source was not the rain. His source was not the conditions of the world. His source was not the newspapers. His source was God. And he met his source, which is God. And it is God who directed him to be there. And it is God who, because he directed him, he must work. So he sowed that year. And that year, your source should be what? God. Say, my source is God. El Shaddai is always enough for you. Too much for you. Then, it don't, it's not enough to have your source as God. You also have to obey your source, which is God. Abraham obeyed God. Isaac obeyed God. When God asked him to say, he obeyed him. And Isaiah 1.19 says that if you are willing and obedient, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of what? The land. There is good in every land. There's no land don't have good in it. But it takes the one that have a source from God and secondly, ready, willing to take it and obedient to that source. When you stand in that position, you'll be able to take the good of the land or the soil. No matter where you are, there is good there. Tell somebody there is good everywhere I am. There's good in Ghana. There's good in Africa. And there's good all over the world. It is only those who are obedient that can find that good and those who are willing and obedient. He didn't say you eat the good of some, some land. Say the land. So it means that Every land God created, he put some good things in it. 
It could be desert. There is something good in that desert. It could be an island somewhere. There is something good in that place. So it is the man, the human being, when their eyes get open and they see the good, they are the one that makes the land great, isn't it? Oh? America used to be a land like that. Isn't it? If you read this, the history of America, it wasn't rich. Vast land. They call it new land. Some, they said they, they discovered it. Meanwhile, it was there a long time. But gradually, nobody knew it would become great like this. But at that time, those good things were there. And now, they started with, in God we trust. And now, I don't know how they are ending it. After they've got everything, they've turned everything around. Ghana, thank God. Our national anthem. Say, God bless our homeland. We also place God first. God bless our homeland, Ghana here. Whatever blessing in it, oh God, bring it out. Let us enjoy it. Don't let us be slaves in our own countries. There's enough for everyone that you bring to this nation. Lord, what we need is your blessing. And it is the blessing that Isaac carried to that place that made him rich. If we go, go and read it. This Isaac, he went as feeble. He went as somebody who is like a, uh, without a visa. And he's always hiding. Couldn't get a job. And, and was hiding and said, this is my sister. As if you don't have business, you know how you lie. You don't have stay. You can lie to, so that you can have a stay. So he was like that. And at the end, he, who was a stranger, nobody respected him, bought slaves. He employed the people he was going to look for job from a, from a job. He, he went there looking for a job, they turned him off. Now he's become rich, he's employed them, he's paying them. His economy was bigger than the economy of the nation. Isaac, they came and said, Lord, this place belongs to us. He said, take it. I am not going to fight with anybody. He went to another place. He dug, and there was water. They came again. You know, what happens is that when you are succeeding, people's business, some people, they made it their job that they want to destroy your business. Some people, their employment is to look for people who are succeeding. They won't start anything. When you start and it's working, they want to pull you down. P-A-D. Pull him down. 
By pulling the person down, what do you get? Abraham, Isaac, finally became very rich. They quarrel with him. Some of you want to succeed. You want to become great. Every greatness comes with quarrel. People will fight you. People will envy you. When you are walking, you don't have anything. Nobody talks about you. You will buy a car, build a house. Even the friends around you begin to envy you and begin to fight you. So prosperity goes with You know the other things that follows? Isaac went the next place, went the third place, then the people realized that it is not their land that prospers Isaac. It is Isaac that carries prosperity to that place. The world will know that it is not anybody that prospers you. It is you who carries the prosperity from your God to the place you are. Once they realize it, they will stop chasing you. They know everywhere the man goes. They say, look, let's leave the guy. Look, it's not our land. It's not our water. The water is in him. So that is exactly I'm praying for you. That wherever they position you, whatever the well you dig, Wherever you are, once you are in the middle of the midst, in the midst of the will of God, you are going to receive blessings from it. Thousands and thousands. I believe that times are coming that God will raise people from this, our indigenous world, and make them great in the midst of all this to show to the world that God is God. People can take it away from you, he will replace it. If you've lost anything during the COVID or anything, let me tell you, don't sit down and only cry. Go and take another way. If you've lost a job, go and find another thing. If you don't get some, find something to do to employ somebody. Anytime you look for a job, you don't get somebody. A job. You've worked for three years, you have no job. Stop seeking one. Now, think about what to do so that you can employ people. It means that you are not an employee. You are an employer. So, you're going to bless. A lot of people are here because you are not doing your job. Somebody's seeking for a job which is not in existence. May the Lord help us to find what to do. May He bring the glimpses of what we ought to do. May He bring the revelation to us so that we'll be able to see what to do. And any power, anyone that wants to stop and take away your will, today, I wrestle that well from their hands. And may you possess your own well. And prosper. And prosper. And prosper. And prosper. And prosper. 
until there is no room for you to do anything. May the Lord bless you. Amen. We have come.